How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Weekend Variety Shows for Saturday, October the 9th. Hello, my friends. Hope you're doing well. And today, I am wanting to talk about the fact that I have completed the game Marvel's Spider-Man. It took me a couple of months, but I got there. And I want to tell you what I feel about the game. So I did a previous episode about specifically the game's traversal and how that really made me enjoy the open world of Marvel Spider-Man because it felt good just to exist, just to fly around web-slinging. And I think that was still true right to the end. I used the fast travel system maybe twice because if I needed to get somewhere, I was happy to just make my way there myself. Unfortunately, I think that the open world concept of the game which I think it has to be open world because it's Spider-Man. But I, I, I think they still didn't do enough to make open world games interesting to me. Mostly every single open world game that I've played, that design concept has worked against it. And that is especially true in this game. There were so many different things to do on the Spider-Man map that things just started to feel repetitive if you started to do a lot of them. And not only were there a ton of different things to do, but each of those things had, like, individual objectives or staggered difficulties. So you might have to redo them if you didn't do good enough. And it just felt like a lot. (laughs) If you want to do everything in the game, it gets very repetitive, in my opinion. However, one of the things that kind of offsets that repetition, I think, is how they did the combat system. So the combat system is very entertaining. Uh, Very basic, you know, think the Batman Arkham system. But the game offered so many different ways of fighting, with suit modifications, with special abilities, that you could have a very different fighting style in every single encounter. You would just have to set it up beforehand. And I think that was great. I think not limiting people to just a few things was a huge plus, because I had a great time experimenting and seeing all the different things that you could do, especially the kind of -of out-of-the-box ones. Of course, I think a big plus on the game was the number of different suit uh, visuals that they offered. A lot of different versions of Spider-Man suits were on there, so many different color palettes and concepts, and the fact that none of that was a microtransaction was so refreshing. You're so used to seeing stuff like that nowadays in paid cosmetics, and the fact that it was just there made me very happy. Now, the actual meat and potatoes of the game, the the main storyline, I would say I was pretty happy with it. I think the second half was better than the first half. Uh, For those of you who haven't played the game, the first half kind of focuses on just one enemy, whereas the second half has multiple. And I think the, the story was just, in general, more interesting when there was more people at play. And the other cool thing is that the city actually adapted to what was happening in the story as well. So it really felt alive in that sense. I think that's another thing that open world games often get wrong, is... There will be this world-changing event, and then everything is just the same as you're walking around, and and Spider-Man didn't really do that. Obviously, more could have been done, but what was there felt like a reflection of what was happening in the narrative. So anyway, what are my overall thoughts here? I think the game would not have succeeded if it wasn't Spider-Man. I think the IP was very, very strong in this sense. Of course, so many people bought PlayStations because it was a Spider-Man game. It sold super, super well for Sony. But I think if you if you take this game and you just slap somebody else on the cover, it becomes a lot less interesting, which really speaks to the power of, of superheroes and of IPs. But also, it's very easy to get IPs wrong. So it speaks to the developer's skill at really turning that game into something that people wanted to play. At least, you know, that's, of course, my opinion. 
I'm sure many of you would have played this game with somebody else on the cover and enjoyed it. As you might remember, I am now going to continue my quest of the PlayStation exclusives, which I'm hoping to have complete before I move away from my roommate who is letting me use his PlayStation. Uh, so my next game is going to be Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm probably going to play the Spider-Man DLCs at some point, because many of you have uh, recommended it to me. And then in the future, Miles Morales, The Last of Us Part Two, and maybe God of War. We'll see what happens there. And hey folks, that is going to be all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you agree or disagree with anything I may have mentioned today, please feel free to let me know. And I'll be back with another variety show tomorrow. So until next time, happy gaming, everyone. the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Sorry if some of that was repeat information. I know I talked about some of that on the After Show before, but hey, I'm moving on. I'm moving on to Horizon Zero Dawn. I, I'm, from what I know about this game, I have a feeling I'm not going to complete it. Just, I just have a hunch. Maybe I'll fall in love with it and I, I want to play through it to the end, but from what I've seen and everything, I know it's a very in-depth game. You can spend a lot of time in it. And I'm interested, at least in the early days, with just playing the campaign and getting out. So at least I'll be able to get my hands on it and say I've been I've played it so that when people talk about it, I'm in the conversation. But I'm looking forward to it. What else is going on? Oh, it's uh it's the Canadian Thanksgiving this weekend. I should probably should have said something on the main show there. Oh well. Yeah, the um the Canadians celebrate. So we're going to a couple of family dinners. I don't know. I think Thanksgiving is like a pretty crappy national holiday, especially here in Canada. I'm not super well-versed in the history, but I've gotten the gist. It's not great. But it's a good excuse to be with family, I suppose, and eat some amazing food that I don't have to cook. And I will take home leftovers so that I can continue to not have to cook. It's a great deal. They get nothing, and I get everything. <laughs> I don't know why families are so generous, man. At least mine are. Fam well, Shelby's are. I'm The only people left in my family, or the only person left in my family is my mom. And we don't tend to do a lot of holiday celebrations. I don't know. I feel like I feel like celebrating a holiday tends to be never really a solo thing, right? Like maybe some of you have done it before if you're really into specific holidays. But I think for the most part, we do holidays to be with family. And growing up as an only child and split parents, I never really got the holiday that everyone sees in the movies. I had big family gatherings because. I had a large family. I have a, like so many cousins or like second cousins or whatever. The people who share my last name, there's a lot of them. And so we, we would go to these giant family gatherings with more than 20 people. But that never really felt like Christmas to me. You know, it just felt like seeing people. When I picture Christmas in my head or any other thing, I think about like, a, you know, a traditional family, two parents, couple of kids opening Christmas, opening uh, presents on Christmas Day. I never got that ever. My dad hardly celebrated any holidays whatsoever. He found it stupid. And my mom, I mean, she would she would pull some things together every now and then. We would do some small things, but it was never so formalized. I feel like I see other families doing it. It's very, for oh, we have to do this on this day and we eat this food. And, you know, I, I just never grew up with that. And so when I started dating my girlfriend in high school and then now Shelby, it was a, it, like, you know, I, I now had to start participating in other people's traditions. And it was nice, you know, like, it, it feels like I have a family now when I never really did, which, I, I mean, it sounds sad, but I was fine. Like, uh, 
I wasn't wallowing in sadness about not having a family as a child. It just is, it just, it just was what it was. And I was fine with that. But now I get to do fun things like that. And uh, I'm grateful for it. Anyway, I'm especially interested to see what holidays are going to look like when we start traveling, because I don't know, Shelby and I kind of have this dream that we're going to do Christmas in Paris and we'll bring over her mom to, to celebrate with us. And that would be a very small thing, right? How often are we going to go back to our, our hometowns to celebrate? I'm, I'm not sure. I guess we'll find out along the way. Anyway, uh, sorry, kind of just went down a wormhole there, but that's all for now. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll chat with you tomorrow. Farewell. <laughs>